I think it's uh, time for us to go ahead and get started. Um, do we have any announcements to begin with? Any prayer requests? Did you remember Nick Berriman's dad? He's not I did. How about um, David Free's brother? Didn't he have to go back into the... Your, what's going on? He is? Okay. Anybody else? Dean, would you start us off with a word of prayer? Our Father in heaven, we are thankful for this morning, this morning that we come together, together to study your word and open it up. And, and uh, we hope that we will have open minds and open ears to hear what it has to say and use it and apply it. Thank you for Chris and the time he has put into preparation for this class. Pray God that these thoughts will uh, come out as he wishes and it will be beneficial to the class and, and we can all gain from it. Thank you for our church family at Delrada. We pray God that you will continue to bless us, uh, strengthen us as we, uh, as we go through each day. We pray God that we will have uh, good relationships within the church that we can support each other and, and comfort and encourage each other uh, as each day passes. Thank you so much for this time that we again that we can come together and study. We pray that you will bless it. Also, please be with those that have been mentioned, especially Nick's dad. Uh, and help, help him through whatever he's dealing with. Uh, and all the others that, that need your that need your love. Well, if you guys, uh, if any of y'all missed last week thinking you are uh, you missed last week thinking you were avoiding me teaching and came this week hoping to get caleb uh ha fooled you didn't we <laughs> we um i asked caleb if he would because he had the the first half of this chapter and i asked him if he would go ahead and um teach before me and uh, plus it gave me another week to kind of prepare but it also made sense because there was a lot of things that i wanted to feed off of with uh, with his class, so we're discussing um, and we're we're studying the red letter words in the scripture or in the gospel. Obviously, the red letter words are what is considered the words Jesus spoke. And the one we're going to go through this week is taken from uh, Matthew chapter twenty four, uh, beginning in verse thirty six. But um, I'd like to back up and begin in verse 32. If I could get somebody to go ahead and, and read that passage for us, the 32 uh, through the end of the chapter. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. Am I in the right place, Phil? So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by, not, by no more, no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. 
For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will come the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is faithful and wise servant? Who is his master made ruler over his household? To give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom the master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make them ruler over all the goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with drunkards, the master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and at an hour that he is not aware of it, and will cut him up in two and appoint him as portion, him his portion with hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So as I said previously, uh, Caleb took the first half of this chapter and just kind of a review. Um, the first half, or this entire chapter, according to some of the um, scholars out there, and I've shared this with, with some of y'all, they, they have named this the Olivet Discourse, which is, uh, seems to be pretty appropriate considering Jesus is on the Mount of Olives and when he delivers this. Now, when I was asked to teach this a few weeks ago, um, or actually teach, I, I chose from two. One was this one, and then one was another really difficult one of marriage, divorce, and remarriage. So um, I guess that's the, the luck of the draw when you're one of the last ones. But um, it's, it's pretty challenging considering, um, you know, what all is being talked about right here. Obviously, the world has taken this, I believe, as we discussed last week, and tried to use it as the prediction of when the second coming is is, is going to occur. Um, and I I believe after studying it in more in depth with uh, Caleb's class last week and just my own that this is talking about the destruction of Jerusalem and, and um, that, that escapable judgment that uh, was to come, which occurred, as we talked about, in 70 uh, A.D. Um, the second coming of Christ, which is yet to occur, uh, was also talked about, and other events described um, um, in this were, were intertwined in, in, in the first half of this chapter. Now, the reason why I asked uh, to begin in uh, verse 20. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, in verse uh, 32, was this was, in my, my opinion, um, continuing in the same thought. Some, in, in this particular uh, Bible here, it has, you know, the broken down into the headings. And it's almost like, to me, um, he's Christ is maybe beginning a, a different thought. Um, but it, it all 
to me, ties together all the way through uh, verse 36. That this is the same um, thing that he's talking about is, is continuous. If you go back and, and, and look at the lesson of the fig tree, what, what is he talking about there? Right. Now, why would, you, why would you think he, and we talked about this last week with the uh, symbolism of speech. Why do you think he would use that? Right. So 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 if you were talking to a group today of um, farmers and you started using uh, legal jargon, legal language and stuff like that, do you th- as as examples, stuff that happens in court, do you think that would be understood as well? Yeah, I don't either. I, th- I think that's the symbolism that was used by the prophets when they were talking about the uh, destruction of the different nations that, that occurred and that they were pro- prophesying for. And, for and, and Christ was using the same symbolism. He had people that were mostly common and people that knew what the fig tree meant because that was such a big part of their, their diet and their, their livelihood too because they traded it as well. So knowing that that uh, season is here it's, it would be us talking uh, if we were talking about here in the southeast we know that spring's on the way because the pollen the tree the, the cars are yellow we know that spring's on the way and using that example as well and so that's why um, I think it's important because it, it, it's Jesus is talking about the um, the fact that you can be assured that he is coming back because just as spring changes and the new growth on the trees and stuff begins is as is, is a assurance that I'm coming back again. But also predicting the uh, or prophesying about the destruction that's uh, coming as well. Um, and beginning in verse 29, Jesus described a local escapable judgment that was to come on to uh, Israel. He describes, he doesn't describe the worldwide inescapable uh, judgment taught in other parts of the scripture. Uh, I think he's just strictly, again, talking about uh, this particular um, destruction of Jerusalem. Um, some people use this and take this verse, beginning in this verse, um, to address, uh, that Jesus is addressing his second coming. And J.W. McGarvey is one of those commentators that uh, seems to, to believe that way. But um, again, as we talked about last week, I believe that this is talking about the destruction of uh, Jerusalem. So let's, let's move on. He talks about what will happen, as we talked about last week, um, the cosmic disturbances. And what was the, the things that he talked about? The cosmic disturbances. Do you think that's something that they might have seen before? Maybe some eclipses or something like that that they might have seen. 
I don't know. Yes. What else is going to happen? The cosmic disturbances. It's not necessarily a. Uh, it's it's more of an earthly disturbance, but the, the earthquakes. Yeah. Um, you saw the. Didn't didn't they talk about the um, graves being opened? So um, those are things that. Um, they are about to see, like we talked about, um, the sign of man, uh, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. Talked about in, in um, uh, Matthew twenty four thirty, all the tribes on earth will mourn. Um, what is he referring to there? Do you think? You think he's talking about maybe the way their hearts were pricked later on in uh, Acts 2 when they realized, yeah, they were the ones that did crucify? It's just, just asking uh, just different thoughts and opinions. Um, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud um, out of heaven and with a great glory. The elect will be gathered and for with a uh, great sound of the trumpet, angels uh, will be sent. They shall gather the elect from the four winds, uh, from end of heaven to another. So what is he talking about there? Well, I, I possibly, I still think he's talking about uh, the destruction of Jerusalem. But I also think he may be referring to what's going to come in, in Acts again. Because they, they were gathered from all um, all parts of the earth, not all parts of the earth, but the known earth at that time. They'd come to Jerusalem, right, for the um, Passover and to participate in that. So I, just just my, my thoughts and my opinions, that's what um, I think may, he may be referring to. Because they were touched in their hearts. Yes, sir. Right. Right, right. It's um, it's just some things to think about. Again, this is going back to my statement earlier. This is pretty difficult uh, study right here because the symbolisms that are used, um, and um, obviously there's a tremendous cross-referencing that can go on uh, here as well. So, just trying to get some thoughts. Uh, from you guys on that because again this is just to facilitate not to to, to teach because um, uh, I'm definitely not uh, as equipped as, as some of the rest of you to, to teach this but um, just some thoughts um, what I think is interesting is the way the scriptures are broken up the, the talking about the second coming of man in verse 29 through 
31 and 32 through uh, 35, he's, he's basically going to what they say is the, the lesson of the fig tree. Well, I, I don't think it's really a lesson necessarily. It's just him referring back to what they understand. Be assured that this is going to happen because you know when the fig tree starts putting on leaves that spring, summer is, is around the corner. And then it goes on down to verse 36. But concerning the day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. Now, some people uh, that I have heard uh, talk about this um, seem to think that that's still the case, that, that God the Father on, is the only one um, that knows the day and, and hour of the second coming. What's, what's your thoughts or what's things that you've heard from other people studied with about that statement? Do you think that that is still the case today, that God is the only one? I can't put my finger on it, but something that goes into my head right now that Jesus has been like this for and he's in a different position to the right hand of God, and he's been sitting in charge. And I don't know, I can't get any further than that, that there's a possibility now that Jesus, where he is now, knows that that that. But what difference does it make? That's the end of my always my thought. What difference does it make? Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree with that. What difference does it make when he comes? It's the fact that he is coming. Uh, anybody else? You know, I think it's um, awfully arrogant when people do say, hey, you know, I've um, studied this extensively and this is the day and hour that I believe is going to happen when Christ made this statement right here. Um, and it's, it's also interesting, I think, that all the past uh, prophecies of um, people on the, 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 the day of uh, judgment has... Um, has gone by without even a, you know, um, any kind of indication, not even a clap of thunder probably, you know, uh, depending on where you were. And so I, I've always found that was, you know, so arrogant that, that somebody uh, could say that. Um, why do you think that he, he, he kept that a secret? Or he has kept that a secret from us? If you knew that, okay, so most everybody in here has been through school at some time or another, and you've taken English classes and had to write a term paper. Did you write it when, Ms. Pemberton, did they, any of your students write it as soon as you gave the assignment out? I know I didn't. Did you wait until the last minute? 
I, th I think that is, you know, God knows the tendency of man. And, you know, um, if you begin um, in verse, uh, I can't see. Uh, in verse 37, when he starts talking about the days of Noah, what does he say about that? As were the days of Noah. And similar to that, Noah was continuously preaching for the 120 years while he was doing it. Do you think he knew ahead of time too? That, yeah, when the I think just just um, thinking about this and studying this that he probably um, he didn't know and God did not send it until he had done all he could do, i.e., building the ark and and preaching. See, I think that's, yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem with this scripture that a lot of people have taken it as the prediction of the second coming and not, and, and missed the whole point of, of, the, of what I think Jesus is trying to make is you got to be prepared because he goes on and talks, you know, the, the parable of the virgins, ten virgins. Well, we're, you know, half of them were prepared and the other half weren't, right? And he goes on here talking about, you know, in, in during Noah's time, what were they doing? Marrying and partying and reveling, right? Um, and what I think is interesting, too, is um, when he refers to that. Now, before the flood, had they ever seen, do you think they'd ever seen rain? No. So if you have never seen rain, how would you know that something was coming? If you've never seen rain, then how would you know that a flood, a torrential flood, a flood where you know, all the waters of the heavens and all the waters of the earth were just going to cover the surface of the earth? Well, it'd be hard to understand it because you'd never seen it before either, right? And I think his point here is trying to help us understand that you can't predict the end of time because you're not going to know, even though they talk about what may happen, the trumpets and stuff like that. And we've heard trumpets before, but you think about a trumpet that's going to be heard around the entire world. The entire world... Have you ever experienced anything like that? I mean, I've been in some loud football stadiums and heard the band play and music playing and stuff like that. And that's loud, but you're not going to hear it, you know, a few miles away. So how can you predict something when you don't even know what it's going to be like? Just like the flood here. Started there and moved forward and cleaned their minds up. Right. Right. 
it's um, it's it's really interesting the the symbolism that he uses here because and, and it's used throughout the scripture talking about this end of time and um, the cosmic disturbances if they want to take that and say you know this is what we're going to see. Um, Yes. Yeah, and he's 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 talking to his apostles as well at this time too. Um, he couldn't share with them all the because he didn't have the answer. So how could he share with them everything that? Um, they needed to know or they that God knew if he didn't know right and so they should keep on and um, just because you don't have all the answers um, yet doesn't mean you you should just sit back and coast and wait for it to come um, moving on um, The, one of the things that's talked about too on the, that day and hour only the Father knows. Um, some people might say that um, this is a general timing with the advance of armies toward Jerusalem. Um, but that day and hour when the siege would begin only the Father knew. So don't delay when the sign appears. Um, and, and they are talking about the, the armies surrounding Jerusalem. So what has happened throughout history with Israel as a nation? If you're trying to use this as a prediction, what is, what's happened? Even today, today, you think about the nation of Israel today, which people are trying to um, use as, as signs. Are they surrounded by their, their um, allies or their enemies? Since, it, since this new nation of Israel was created, what, in the 50s? Am I, is that right? The nation state of Israel that we, we know today, they've been surrounded. 48. So they've been surrounded by Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran, Palestine. Right, and protecting that part of land um, even, right? I mean, we've gone through, no telling, countless uh, amounts of money uh, pumped into that area for, for that, to protect that uh, thought. So they've been surrounded. So um, did that mean um, when the, the state that, that was created in 1948 of, of the nation of Israel uh, because if that happened, then uh, we should be have been looking for it at that time. Um, I, I mean, that's just what um, I took out of this is they've been surrounded forever. <laughs> they've been surrounded forever, and you can't take that. Uh, even today, people are talking about with the uh, the Palestinians that are constantly um, uh, and just started what about a month ago. Rocket fire on the nation. I think it's, it hadn't just started back again. I think it's been going on maybe ones and twos here and there, but it got a little bit 
um, more consistent within the past couple of months. But um, so using that is just um, uh, has proven to be wrong on on many uh, levels. I like uh, the like we talked about earlier. <clears throat> The days of Noah and the days of Noah before the flood, Noah knew uh, what was coming and he was preparing like we talked about. Um, but uh, the, the people continued with their own normal activities. Um, are we preparing today? And, and, and that's what I think should be our concern is, um, you know, when he's talking about the, um, the two women that are, that are grinding and one's going to be taken, what do you take from that? Yeah, it's um, it's definitely going to be uh, a weeding, uh, and it's going to be shocking. Um, and I think, um, and this is just my thought, and I'd like to get your thought on it. But when he's talking about uh, in these these two, when he's comparing um, those that are working next to each other, and one's going to be taken and one isn't, um, I kind of look at it as. We both may be doing, looking like we're doing the same thing. Both may be, look like we're preparing to do the same thing, preparing for that uh, judgment day, but truly only one of the two was, was actually the one preparing the, the correct way, preparing according to what the scriptures say. What is, what's your thought on that? Mm-hmm. 
they haven't been preparing. Yeah, I, that's that's the, kind of the way I've been looking at it. Is um, you know just because we both maybe may look like we're doing the same thing, we may be um, we may look like we're trying to head in the same direction. Um, that's not always the case, um, and we see that within the brotherhood today, right? Um, you know, there's uh, I'm, I'm I travel even you know in the state of Alabama. I don't leave the state anymore, but um, you know, if you look for other congregations, sometimes you, you know, you may see a Church of Christ on the up the road, and you want to go visit it. And um, I try to get online and look at what to expect first, because you you just you just don't know. Uh, we may have the same name on our sign out front. We may look like we're doing the same thing, but we uh, are not necessarily on that same path. Um, and, and, and this is just my thought of what he may be alluding to here. Also, he's talking about those, one's going to be taken and one's going to be left. Just like what, what Caleb was saying earlier, you look at back at the, uh, the, when the Nazis were capturing the Jews, uh, some of them were sent straight, straight to the um, extermination, and some were put into factories and stuff like that and worked. You may look at it as well. The the, the the total outcome was about the same, but um, in some cases, in a lot of cases, it wasn't. They a lot of those were were saved from the chambers and stuff like that, but they were put through horrible, horrible conditions um, as well. But they were still separated out. And I look at that that you know some of the people that have captured them, that have conquered a city, said, "All right, you know what? We're going to need some of them to help." manage this new city and they, they left them there and the others they took off and um, those prophecies seem to, um, to to play out you know throughout time if you if you go back and look at it in that mindset um, You know, it talks about um, in uh, Matthew 24, 40, and 41 uh, about the, uh, the siege on the city. And um, the city was, was stormed and 97,000 Jews were taken into captivity. Uh, some were killed, um, as we know, in, in Rome, in the, the, the Colosseum, and in the theaters. Uh, some sent to work in Egypt and others sold as slaves. And even um, Josephus uh, talks about that in some of historical his historical writings. Um, it, it's just it's still um, so important, and I think we um, the world misses this um, this point that's trying to be made is the fact that we've got to be watchful. Um, you got to be prepared, and and I think um, a lot of this nation in, in general has lost that watchfulness um, mindset. Uh, take, for instance, the way the th way things are going right now. Well, we are just starting to, not we as far as Christians go, but as society goes, we're starting to accept things that 10, 20, 30 years ago would have never crossed our minds. Wouldn't you say? I mean, uh, homosexuality is becoming so rampant and 
being forced to accept it. Uh, and some folks are just willingly just following right along like it's, you know, something great. And um, that watchfulness is, is something that we're warned about here. Uh, are we, and I, I look at us as, as um, members of the church, are we becoming less or desensitized to, to that and being uh, maybe more lenient with our um, thoughts and, and not necessarily our judgments, but our reflection on Scripture when it's, uh, when it's compared to some of that? What do you, what do you think on uh, those thoughts there? Do you think, and being an elder and, and having a little bit deeper or, or maybe a little bit different um, um, look than what the rest of us may have um, because of the, I guess, some of the conf uh, things that come to you in confidence, do you think that's something that's going on more even in the church today? Not necessarily the church worldwide, but right here. But as far as being desensitized, do you think we're we're not necessarily as as um, vigilant looking for that as we used to be? So, you know, if that was a sign, would you think that that would be used as a sign of things to come, of the judgment that being near? Because that's what's being used today. Now, do we we know that that's not the case? Because this is not the first time that this uh, the society, human society, has has gone this way, is it? We have so many uh, references throughout Scripture talking about that. So uh, it's just repeating itself. Nothing's new, right? Um, and so I think going back to what I said earlier of it being so arrogant to make that prediction is, um, you know, it's just ridiculous. And I think that's something that we need to be um, definitely very concerned about. And um, we ought to be watching for those signs, but those are not signs that are leading up to the end of time. I think um, The example of things that were going on in the world, just even in the the um, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, or the world prior to you know to know the flood and Noah, um, were those judgments that were sent on those people, and so those judgments could very possibly be coming to us, not necessarily the end of time, but a judgment of what we may get in, as far as our leadership in, in the country or something like that. Now, why did you hear the 
being woke or canceled because you're this or that or believe this or that. We must stand on that word what it says. For example, using homosexuality. Uh, you hear of other denominations accepting homosexual men of that denomination. Yes, they have a soul. They're, they're a person. We're, we're to love them too, but you cannot accept them. They come in, you hear them accepting them into their congregation as a, uh, a homosexual that is not practicing. Well, you got to repent. And that's where the road gets road, crossroads for us as Christians, as church members. Yes, uh, yes, we are to accept that person, but yes, we've got to stand with God's word. You've got to repent. You've got to leave that. You can't just say, well, I'm homosexual, I'm just not practicing. No, you've got to turn away from it. Go and sin no more of what Christ told the woman, right? Well, that's the same difference here. But in today's society, oh, we're. You know, the, the Christian is being called out now that they're going to be a curb and it's, it's here. There's no doubt I think that Christians are being called yeah, out. Standard ground, but one day we're going to be facing more with them. We've got to be 